0: Hey, everybody. Magnus here. Look, there's something I want to make clear with all of you before we get this show going. And as many of you know, I've really endeavored to make *Trennis Magnus Punches Reality an entertaining show. Okay? And my definition of that means avoiding heavy subjects like partisan politics, or doctrinaire religion, things like that, you know? It's perfectly okay for me, at least in my opinion, to have views on those things, okay? It's perfectly okay for me to believe whatever it is that I want to believe about those things, and it's perfectly okay for you to believe whatever you want to believe about those things. Even if, and maybe especially because... We disagree. That having been said, though, like I say, I try to keep stuff like that out of my show because I want this show to be accessible to and enjoyable by everybody. Now, what ended up happening was election 2016 happened. And let's face it, some of the candidates for president of the United States of America are... Well, to put it mildly, they are very interesting. They've run very interesting campaigns. And so what I wanted to do was sit down with Chris Honeywell and, well, talk about that. Not to endorse anybody and not to get ideological or partisan or anything like that. Basically talk about election 2016 as, I guess, less, less of a political phenomenon and as much as anything sort of a cultural phenomenon. Now, I leave the exact degree of my success in that up to you. You may decide that I was not successful in what I attempted to do, which is to say, talk about this in a very general way, but not endorse a particular candidate. Now, I must warn you, in my opinion, I did not endorse any particular candidate in this, in this election, okay? Now, simply talking about candidates at all, whether it's to criticize them or to praise them, make fun, laugh, whatever, to some people that could be viewed as commentary. So let me just say, I did not endorse anybody. All right. Now, some of you may think that you know where I'm coming from politically, and some of you may base that on what you see on Facebook. Guys, I make no pretense about the fact that I use a fake name on Facebook. My employment history that I have listed on my Facebook page is completely fucking bullshit. I've never worked for any of those companies because none of those companies actually exist. They're all fictitious. You can find them in, in 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 some geek franchise or another. They're all fake. So is my educational history. I did not in fact attend Smallville High School. But nevertheless, that is the stuff that's listed on my Facebook page and it's all fucking bullshit. So, the question that you guys need to ask yourselves is, or at least consider the possibility that the politics and stuff that I put up on Facebook, is there any possibility that I'm joking about that stuff too? The intention here is not to say yes, and it's not to say no. I simply want you to wonder about that. Do I, in fact, believe everything that I put on Facebook? Or not? Now, guys, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a, uh, of a hint here. To me, Facebook is at its best, and I define best as most entertaining. Not necessarily truthful, but most entertaining. In my mind, Facebook is at its most entertaining whenever you mix nine-tenths bullshit with one-tenth truth. And then people have the fun of trying to figure out what's true and what isn't. So, do I truly, in fact, believe the political stuff that you see me post on Facebook? Or is that part of the fun? Suffice it to say, though, I am not endorsing any presidential candidate for the job in the episode that you're about to hear. Okay? Keep that in mind. No matter what you may hear to the contrary, I'm not endorsing anybody. So that's one thing. Now, the other thing is, Chris Honeywell joined me for this episode, and I do think it would be a reasonable interpretation of his comments that he does endorse one particular candidate over and above everybody else. And in fact, Honeywell even goes so far as to... Well, he makes a few interesting predictions about the outcome of the 2016 presidential election here in the United States. Now... I don't agree with that. Let I me mean, actually, before I even say that, in public, I don't agree with that, and I don't disagree with that. I'm simply saying, he's the one who's making those predictions. Not me. The other thing is, finally, the conversation that you're about to hear, this was originally intended to be sort of the preliminary for an actual show that Honeywell and I were going to record. And then, wouldn't you know, we ended up actually fucking talking about it. So, here we are. That wasn't planned, but that's how things shook out. And so, I kind of agonized for a little while about, you know, do I, in fact, want to release this right now? Do I want to release it ever? Or maybe should I wait for a while or what? And then what I decided is, honestly, probably the best thing to do would be to just go ahead, release it right now, you know, after the New Hampshire primary, and basically just let everybody know that what you're about to hear, at least from my standpoint, is intended strictly for entertainment purposes. Again, I'm not endorsing anybody. I'm not, um, I'm not admitting one way or the other what my political ideology is. So, Basically, I guess that's probably about as long-winded a a disclaimer as I can possibly give to cover my ass over all the stuff that you're about to hear. So, hope you enjoy it. All right, well then, I've got just a... Uh, one other question for you. I've actually been recording this just because I have it set to automatically start Oh, recording. I
1: was just thinking, I hope you were recording this.
0: Um, yeah, well, luckily that's just the way that it's set. So is it all right if I just release this as, as an oh, episode? Yeah, yeah, I don't
1: care. Okay. All, right. all <laughs> right. It saves another recording session. Yeah, it does. I, I, I literally was just thinking as you were the second question, I'm like, Oh, man, this, if we're, yeah, we should we should have been recording all of that.
0: Yeah, well, it only occurred to me five minutes ago, and then I looked at the thing, and I said, oh, it's, it's running. Okay, so I guess we're okay. But originally, I thought we were just shooting the shit, but anyway. All right, well, yeah. then, uh, that's pretty much it for me, then. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go run and get a taquito, but you have a great rest of the night, all right? And thanks right. a lot. Enjoy your taquitos. <laughs>
1: Take care. All right, bye. I cannot hear you. How's this? There you go. All right.
0: Um, I got a uh, got a question. Okay. Uh, look, we've got up to let's see here. I'm just uh, flipping through my my uh, schedule. Basically, we've got quite a few openings. Or I, actually, I take that back. No, we don't, actually. We, we've got one opening, um, if we want to take it, uh, to talk about the election. Oh, okay. And, you know... The, yeah, I definitely like, would. Well, it's just like, my this, the, the shtick of my show is that what I like doing is that as long as you don't mind like profane vocabulary, anybody can listen to it, you know? And it doesn't matter what religion you are or what, you know, if you're a libertarian or a democrat or, or fucking or apolitical nothing, you're just nothing at all
1: anyone can listen to it and because, yeah. I don't know about you I was but, navigating through libertarians, republicans and democrats and anarchists all tonight <laughs> Yeah, and
0: so, but like the, the thing is you know, on the one hand I don't want to be ideological I'm not sure if there's a way to talk about this election without getting somehow ideological but assuming there is this entire election i mean it's like we it's could e-
1: get all kinds of well, we could get ideological in all different kinds of directions so we could just like universally you know annoy and <laughs> mm. irritate people about it but i don't know yeah i would love to because hey i want to get on record <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to go on record. I'm already calling like, like Bernie Sanders president. It's probably going to be Trump Sanders. I can't see how it could be anything else, but like Trump Sanders race. And I just don't see, I, I don't see like I've always had in my head that if, um, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren or, um, What's his name? Um, Al Franken mm-hmm. ran for president. <laughs> Done. They they would win because they just have this demeanor about them. It might not even be like their policy and stuff. Although, like I don't know, I think the establishment like could probably could have if they would have put Franken versus Sanders. <laughs> that that <clears throat> that could have been a fight. And I guess Franken's endorsed Hillary Clinton
0: Oh we did? Oh see I know. I, haven't, uh, I guess I haven't seen that But look I mean it's just This is one of those things where I almost want to say this election Is like equal parts policy
1: And performance art It's performance It's, it's like it's a collapse I've always p- predicted Pisspot the Rabbit Would be president of the United States when president of the United States was like me and like some half dead guy on the top of a hill. And then I would take the hill by killing him <laughs> and then president of the United States. That's where we're <laughs> headed. Basically. I, I don't, I think we're seeing like, I think the Republican party is basically dead and the democratic party is just not whatever happens in this election next, Next election is gonna like we're gonna see a lot of uh, attention paid. I think immediately after this election, we're gonna see a lot of attention paid to third parties, of all you know, for better or worse. But I think a lot of people are gonna just abandon those two parties en masse.
0: Well, it does kind of make you basically. And look, I don't want to get you know too. Hoity-toity here about you know what is or is not happening, but there have been you know important you know presidential elections in the past you know like 1960, 1964, 1980, 1992 that I think you could fairly well say not so much for you know historical events and the shit that went on afterwards, but more for what this said about the American electorate at that time and God knows going forward.
1: This you know? is saying all kinds of things at once, good and bad. Yeah. Appeared. and you know, I think I was thinking the other day, it would be, it was going to be a Facebook post, but I'm like, geez, I, I need to get a blog because it would be like a four page blog. But I was just basically thinking how Bernie Sanders, it's like young people love Bernie Sanders, he's this old guy. You know, he's this old guy, and. I, I think a lot of what's happening is um, Generation X and and the Millennials are Millennials are pissed at the Baby Boomers. Yes. I think Generation X is especially pissed because we 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 had the t- like I, when I was a kid I had a like in high school I had a taste for what the 60s were like I was like ooh that was kind of, sounded kind of cool or whatever and got to see. Like everybody who talked a big talk, just sort of like, you know, going right back into the mainstream, like with a vengeance. And I think Bernie Sanders.
0: And not even like going they, like like to take it over, or to make or, or or to bend it to their will. They no, they submitted. just settled
1: into it and and got a house and and went on with things. And I think Bernie Sanders. Even though he well he, he's from that generation, but he's just doggedly stuck by his principles that he set out for, and so I think he's sort of a way something you know he could he could be thrown in the face of the baby boomers and say, yeah, look here's your ideals, <laughs> your ideals are back now to fucking bite you in the ass, and uh, I think that's a part of it. I know some. Uh, it's it's over it's over there's i the people i was what the two kids that i worked with were talking about it on their own and and went over to the computer and registered to vote <laughs> like last week while i was working watching it and i'm going oh my god <laughs> that's fucking amazing every every other election that i've talked to like young people that i work with is just like whatever Hmm. Uh, so I don't know. Well,
0: the, uh, the thing about it is this, uh, this kind of leads into conversations that I've had with my, well, with somebody in my family, just put it that way. Uh And, um, basically what he said, and I thought this was actually kind of an insightful point was that I would say that, you know, kids, Just about his age and younger, basically people born right around 19, let's just pick a number, 1976, going to about uh, 1990, maybe, to varying degrees were, you know, those from Republican households were not just raised, you know, if they had any kind of political tilt to them whatsoever, probably more towards sort of this Reagan-esque type of conservatism. You know, where they're, they're kind of taught that ultimately it's individual effort that, that cuts through everything else. And you don't need – basically, you don't need the system to cater to you. The system is fundamentally fair. You just have to go out there and get it. And this is a – I don't know as I'd go so far as to say an entire generation, but it's sort of a group of kids who believed that. Went out, got the shit kicked out of them, whether it was through student loan debts or their inability to get a job or at least uh, their inability to get a job that pays anything worth half a shit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this American dream that they were told to reach for was constantly held out of their reach. But it's like every and I'm not I don't want this to sound negative against Republicans
1: telling the story of my you're telling the story of my life, you know, basically, I mean, I was. I remember going to the college recruiter and like, you know, my parents like, all right, you know, we'll see what we can afford. And like finding out that film schools were like UCLA or or NYU and like really expensive and like RIT was one of the least expensive ones, but it was a super expensive college. And they're like, oh, no, you can get loans and grants and blah, blah, blah. And and RIT, we have 98.9% job placement, you know in your field, you know, we have this great rep, you know, so they sold the shit. Right. And And, like, you know, work it it out. We'll work it out. And like, yeah, they worked it out. But the minute, like the money, you know, the money dried up, they were like, Oh, sorry. (laughs) So it's, it's, well, yeah.
0: And like, you know, there's this, like every single like election cycle, and this, by the way, try not to interpret this as an endorsement of Donald Trump. Just hear me out. You know, it's like every single election cycle. You look back at it, you know, you can say that the candidates meant it or they didn't mean it or what. But nevertheless, this was their sort of their bullshit party line. Right. 1992, 1996, 2000, 04, 08, basically every election that you can think of. Right. The Republicans were kind of they, they were sort of peddling the same bill of goods every single time. And they seem to be very surprised that they were getting constantly diminishing results when people were living. I'm not kidding. Not even like decade to decade or or year to year, month to month. It's just fucking day to day reality is telling them, you know what? This is not true. Everything that they're telling you here, this, this whole pro business bullshit is fucking not true.
1: And, you know, I, but the thing is that I think there's been a time period and it's been Republican – Republicans and Democrats have been eating it with their politicians by going, and especially election time. It's just like ah, they're both full of shit. You know, they're both selling a bullshit bill of goods. Who can sell it better? Well, see, that's you know. the thing.
0: I don't, I, I don't completely agree with that because you know, again, and this is not to endorse any Democrat candidates or anything, but you know one of the things that every single well most democrat candidates i think they're willing to acknowledge is 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 the fundamental reality of economic inequality now republicans can balk against that as much as they want but at the end of the fucking day no one can say that the democrats are wrong at least on that particular issue and especially there
1: it's just it's numerically you know quantifiable where the where the money sits you know it's just it's It's quantifiable and then you can watch it on timeline and and for 30 30 years or more, you know, ever since I started paying attention, you know, the people I've been paying attention to have been saying, you know, this is only going to, you know, if we follow this course, economic inequality will only get worse and worse and it reaches and, you know, you can only push it to a certain point. Where uh, you know there's there's a point where it's like oh you know whatever life's not too bad but like you know it's been a long time that and people are noticing just like hey you know I'm never gonna get ahead (laughs) ever 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 no matter you know well and like here even if they have decent jobs or something or they're one one trip to the hospital away from literally being on the street you know.
0: Well, I know somebody, and again, I mean, I I, I shouldn't go too far out of my way to name names, but this is somebody who is ridiculously well trained. She's ridiculously well educated. She did everything that she was supposed to do. She she you know she went to school at a at a premier college. I mean, we're not talking about some no name bumfuck university. You know, this is a, a one of the most reputable colleges for her field. Instantly found work, and uh, it was a shit job. Then you know, and and honestly, let's face it, a lot of you know your your starter jobs coming out of college, you know, you're you're starting your career, you're going to get a shit paid job.
1: That's where you start. Right. But you're starting where you're in at the bottom of where you want to start.
0: Right. And, you know, she's perfectly capable of doing that. She and and up to a point anyway. And then she just quit the company and got a job, you know, in that same field, but at a different company. And oh, my God, the compensation, you know, she's getting paid just like I I shouldn't say ridiculous amounts of money, but she's being very well compensated for her time. But, you know, so the issue for her is less about, you know, uh, earning a living. You know, that part is covered. There's still some student student loan debt that needs to get cleared up. But, you know, time is on her side there. Now what she's up against is this sort of glass ceiling in terms of advancement because what's happening is these fucking baby boomers are just fucking not retiring. Or if they do, what ends up happening is, you know, oh, okay, theoretically, you know, like you've got some department head and he's and he's retiring. And so instead of promoting somebody who, let's face it, is fucking younger than 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 he is to be basically what you might call middle management. Instead, what they do is they restructure and they put her group now under some other fucking baby boomer mm-hmm. and it's like you can't get away from the goddamn boomers and you know look i mean i don't know how many boomers or what uh listen to my show or listen to your show or what but i mean it's like guys you know the point has to come where you just get the fuck out of the way i mean uh, you know what
1: those Most people have done enough fucking damage our, already the, yeah well you know you uh, the the thing about it is, nature gets mad out of the way, <laughs> and we're starting to we're starting to see the partiers are going down going down like in droves in 2016. The Lemmys and the yeah and the you know the people who like I mean Lemmy was a daily speed user for his entire adult life, so there you go. But I mean. They, they were all in their late 60s pushing like pushing the edge of seventy and that's unsustainable after that's a that's point. yeah, yeah that's, about, that that's kind of about their average age if not a little older than that so they don't have much longer to to be on the earth you know and well like the
0: what what i what I've kind of wondered about is that you know, this idea, first off, I mean, I, it's been a long time since I've even felt comfortable calling myself a capitalist. All right. It's, you know, what exactly, you know, where exactly I fit in. I, I, it's kind of hard to say, but more and more, I, I just feel less comfortable saying I am a capitalist. But one of the things that I kind of don't really blame the millennials for is that, you know, they've done what they're supposed to do. Many of them did go to college and, you know, they took out fucking loans to get there. They paid all of this money and, assuming they could even get work in their field, which, flip a coin on that one, but, mm-hmm. it, but even if they could get work in their field, they're they're in the same, they're they're, they're fighting one, one of two battles, maybe two, maybe both battles, but one of them for sure. Either they're not getting paid much or they're not getting moved ahead, even though by all rights, and I'm not talking about entitlement type of bullshit, you know, selfish crybaby type of bullshit. I mean, these are people who are truly qualified to be advanced, aren't getting advanced uh, just because of, I guess the, the the stagnation of the economy that's going on right now. This is affecting everybody, and like, so here comes Bernie uh, Bernie Sanders. Now you know, again, I guess it you know people can love Bernie Sanders or people can hate him, but you know here's a guy who says number one this situation is fucked up. Number two I know it's fucked up. Number three I know how to unfuck this situation. Vote for me. I, and he, I, his fingerprints are on nothing. None of I, our problems have Bernie Sanders' name on them
1: right right and but he and he's got like this i mean they have not been able to dig up any d- decent dirt on him at all i'm so amazed at the the just and he's he's got the ninja like reversal jiu jitsu skills where it's the same as trump the you know you can't if the more hillary attacks him the the better the better he does you know and i think it's because i don't think they were like oh this guy i like what he says i think he's the first guy that's saying what a lot of people want so they've been waiting for somebody to say that i've always figured bernie sanders would be the guy who would say that sort of stuff but he would i never he uh, out of him i never would think franken would run for president i don't think he ever would want to be president but Elizabeth Warren I certainly could see being wanting to be president or being president and she's younger than Bernie Sanders and she's she's a woman so which would be which would negate like half of Hillary's arguments of why she should be president and and I just always pictured Bernie Sanders as not being the kind of guy He's like he's like I figured he was like Al Franken. He's one of those guys. He's got a set of ideals and he's found his place where he can do he can write legislation and he knows that he can like probably get more done writing legislation than being president. And he's just like, well, oh, I'm all. Some somehow he decided he was gonna do. I never thought he would do it, but it's the the minute he threw in, I'm like, oh, that's that. <laughs> it, well, I- it's just, the, Obama got elected twice. The first time people really got into it, and they got. And the thing is, Obama thought that everybody was still working the whole like. Ah, what he's saying is bullshit but that's what you know we just take that as part and parcel of it but when he said I'm not going to be you know work the system better than anybody else I'm going to change the system they were like yay that's what we want and he didn't do it he went in to work the system And and that's what he did and everybody went oh Jesus well we thought he was actually going to do what he said or was like authentic in it but I guess not And then versus Romney, they were like, "Well, I'm gonna vote for him because I don't like Romney." But I think people are sick of that. I think the internet has a lot to do with it. People can look shit up. You know, back in, back in the Reagan days, what did I have? You know, what did I have to like look shit up? Uh, You know, Mm. when you think about how easy it is now and and I, and I would want to like oh, I wonder what this you know politician is saying if it's a lot of my opinion got shaped by like adults reaction to the TV <laughs> you know well that, around, around that. Me and stuff and that's where you would get your opinions and you'd get a, find a magazine here or there or read something an op-ed piece in the paper or something like that but you couldn't like I want to look at this guy's legislation and pull it up or this guy says this word means this. I'm gonna, you know, pull it right up and take a look at it. And, oh, here's somebody with an analysis of this. You know. Well, one of the things that I've kind of wondered about is
0: everybody knows that 2016 is is a sea change of some kind. I mean, you know, you're not exactly yeah. making a radical prognostication by saying
1: that. Here's the thing: thing is everybody but, doesn't know you're paying attention right now. Ninety percent of the people right now, dude. So many people are gonna fucking go into the voting booth with the choice of Trump or Sanders. Going, how the fuck did this happen? Well, yeah. <laughs> what? What the fuck? did they, they're not gonna pay attention to the primaries. Nothing. Uh, they'll see Trump and be like, "Oh, Trump is you know trumping around and it's funny and stuff like that." But most people don't pay attention to any the the people i work with didn't know that there were those guys in oregon having the standoff oh yeah and and they're just they're just hearing about bernie sanders except for a couple of the like college kids who are hearing it from their friends but like the the just working stiff 20 25 and up ones are just hearing about bernie sanders and stuff and i and like I've heard them say stuff like, I've heard he's a commie. Well, I don't have anything against commies. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like, oh, geez. Well, one of the things
0: that, if you, I mean, if you look back at 2012, I think that was a very, in a weird kind of way, sort of by the numbers type of campaign. If you get a, a certain number of TV commercials and all this stuff. And what I've noticed so far, at least in the 2016 election season, and this has been going on now for months. I mean, this is not a recent phenomenon by any stretch. But what I've noticed is that the successful candidates, which let's just give them names, the successful candidates have been Bernie Sanders to some degree or another. You could maybe maybe throw Hillary Clinton into that and kind of. All right. I, I'm not saying it's perfect, but the other really yeah, successful no, it, candidate it has is a
1: mass audience. She's she still has the mass audience on the Democratic side at this point. Yeah. And then the other one is obviously
0: Donald Trump. And what this whole thing has reminded me of is not the sort of, you know, stage managed, carefully controlled media, almost like a like a movie premiere. Instead of being a movie premiere, this is more like viral marketing.
1: (laughs) It's a movie premiere that every performance artist has come out of the woodwork and infiltrated the red carpet and fucking. Well, see, no. And that's the thing. I mean,
0: I don't get that. I, I think movie premiere was 2012. We're seeing right now, 2016, viral marketing. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't mean just obvious stuff like hashtags, you know, make America great again, feel the burn, whatever, Hillary 20 or whatever. More that there's this weird sort of citizen activism that's going on that was the supposed dream of both sides where you have this grassroots. I don't even know if it's accurate to call it grassroots, but there's this weird – I don't even know what to call it. This sort of um, – a scenario where the one that has the most money, or let me rephrase that, the one who's spending the most money, doesn't necessarily lose out on anything. He may actually be the top banana, because if you look at the, on the Republican side, the, the, the guy who's got more money in his budget in terms of donations and whatnot, clearly is Jeb Bush. Jeb. Yeah. He's near the bottom of the pack.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and no, no, it's 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 all about like flaunting how little money you're using because you don't need to use a lot of money if you're doing it right. And oh, oh I've been—I f- mean, it's just so fucking. I remember during the the the, the first um 2004, or no two 2000. What, what was for the first? Of, yeah, 2008, the first Obama. Yeah, 2008 election. Yeah, and watching the whole whole thing and like Hillary was in way, like the Hillary supporters on Facebook were way more aggressive and in force, doing the exact same narrative that they've been doing on Bernie Sanders, like page for page, and it didn't and it was like it wasn't working, but it was working better than it's working now. But she just stubbornly just refuses to alter her course or her – she has – she's – I assume has just not – has not um, fostered the skill of adapting. (laughs) No. You know, she's learned tricks. And those tricks, she they assumed, worked back in the 80s, but come they on, were man. gonna keep her. They were gonna work, you know, till for the for the rest of her life. She's got those skills, and that's that. I'm not gonna pick up anything else, because to me, and I'm not even young <laughs> anymore. To me, it's just it's been obvious that like eventually, their bullshit that that bullshit is not gonna work, and there's also an like we're seeing like the, like the, not only the two parties crumbling, but like in money, money and TV are taking big hits and you know, like the mass media, the non-internet, non-new media is just like, doesn't know how to, to talk about it. Does it, you know, just sat there spouting, well, this is, is possible and this is impossible. And I, I got to hear the whole like, well, you know, Bernie can't win because he just, uh, God bless him, he just doesn't have the money. And it's like, you don't need the money. I mean, George Lucas figured that out with episode one. He's like, oh, I don't have to do a massive ad campaign. I can do one trailer and everybody will, you know, will just let everybody talk about it online. And they're just like 15 years behind and not trying to catch up at all maybe they're too old to catch up maybe they're just like well if I don't do it this time I can retire blah blah blah, and I don't have to because yeah you have to engage in totally new tricks Trump is just Trump's old too but Trump is a fucking he's well, keep in mind he's a he's, salesman. Well, he was he, a
0: media guy already. I mean, he was already a celebrity. He already knew how to talk this, to the this, media. This
1: all he's he's Paris Hilton. He's, he's a rich guy who has who who doesn't want to be quietly rich. <laughs> he wants to be, you know, he wants he he has the need he, like the narcissistic need for attention and stuff so instead of just being rich and like doing what he likes to do he's spent the his life promoting himself and promoting his name and using that as his main source of of clout and income you know and i mean he's got a a, a tv show you know based based around him so he's. I, I mean, have a. I, I, I have so a question. So much face time with people, <laughs> you know.
0: Um, I I've got a question for you. Uh, I haven't followed the Sanders campaign like extremely closely. You know, like if he says something especially noteworthy, then I, you know, maybe I can catch that. But I haven't really paid that much attention.
1: Oh, I've watched uh, all the debates on both sides.
0: Oh, so good. Far. All right. Well, then I've got a, a question for you. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, that somehow. Sanders, it's not that he, you know, fair and square, loses the nomination. I mean, he gets fucking robbed. Has he, has he, uh, forsworn running third party? Or I don't
1: think he has, but he might, he's, that's the thing about him is he's not, he, he, he might pull, he's, I don't think he's going to pull anything because he, I, I don't think he's even playing it as a role. He's doing the, like, I'm going to present myself as I am, present my points. I have my arguments to deal with whatever questions I'm asked, and I'm going to let people decide. That's all I can do. You know, that's all I can do is I could just present myself. So I think if even if there's like serious fiddle fuckery, I, it depends on how, what kind of fiddle fuckery it is. If it's, I like, mean, like New Hampshire level fiddle fuckery. New Hampshire was, yeah. Well, the, you see, the thing about that is, the the like the super delegates thing. Is that what you're talking about? Sort of the the the, the super delegates can pledge. <laughs> they did that with Obama too. The thing about the super delegates is, they 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 pretty. I think they've always gone with whoever's actually won the vote because it would cause just huge it would it would tear things apart in the general election to have that battle going on if somebody hugely popular got robbed of it and all of a sudden your candidate is being held as invalid by their 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 own party someone in their own party and all that and especially if it's if it's you know something is is you know, the whole Florida thing was so complicated that people could get, you know, go either way on it, but with the super delegates, it would be pretty obvious that it's a fix. And the and the problem is with fixes is it's pretty obvious that most people would be wise to a fix and would not be into it. So that that would be a really dangerous.
0: Well, and, that, and that, that leads into my next question. I'm not saying this is definitely going to happen, all right? I'm just going to float this as a possibility. What if Hillary gets, doesn't win, the, the DNC basically screws over Sanders so that he loses the nomination, he loses out to Hillary. They basically take it from him. And give it to her, and then on the Republican side, the same exact thing happens, where it's given to Jeb Bush or or, or one of their other establishment uh, guys, and taken from Donald Trump. And what we end up with is Sanders running third party or independent, and Trump and, running and, and Trump running party. independent. And
1: that would be that would be like that would be. I don't know if I'd survive the fucking happiness of that happening. And just because that would be that would be even more beautiful because it would just be like, oh, sorry, Republicans and Democrats. We just don't give a shit about you. We're not going to vote for you. Whatever. Oh, oh, you won't make him your candidate. Well, that's too bad. We're still going to vote for him, you know. And And I mean, that's the thing is the American people have always had the power to do that, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, they've never realized it. They've not felt it's possible to do it. But the thing about crowds of people is, monkey see, monkey do. And when once one monkey sees that first monkey dancing up there, they'll go, "Oh, I can dance too!" And then all of a sudden, you have four monkeys. You know, so that that would be beautiful. I mean. I one other per, one of my libertarian friends was saying that he and this other guy had the exact same. They had a little epiphany moment where they realized they had the same conspiracy theory about what they think is going to happen, and they think what's what's going to happen is they're going to totally rig it for Hillary to win, and then when she does win, she's going to drop out. And claim like health reasons of some sort, mm-hmm. and they're going to bring in Biden. Hmm. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know if Biden's any kind of great white hope that anybody's going to be really excited about voting for. You know, he's not. Nobody who, not it, basically, nobody on the on those those two stages except for Trump and Sanders have any kind of glow to them of like excitement or. Like, there's a person, like, speaking actual ideas and not, mem- you know, memorized, groomed. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the way it's supposed to be. Idea, you know, Everything is just, you know, I'm not going to offend anybody. They have lines they go to. You know, that's the thing about Bernie Sanders is all he has to do is step, just one step over the line that Hillary Clinton ca- – and By by stepping over the line that she cannot cross because she is owned. She is owned. She's bought and owned just like all the rest of them. And he can just like step over that line, and she can't. And she can't cross it. And she'll have to. She has to stand there in the debates and go, well, blah 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 blah, and realism and blah 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 blah, and and he can just and people see that, you know. Yeah. People are Goog- People are googling. Even the dumb people I know Google shit. You know, I'll talk to people at work that that are kind of gullible or, or something, and we'll talk about something, and then you know, I'll see on their Facebook. You know, you can tell somebody's like googled something and looked it up because they'll start posting things about it, and it's just like, oh okay, you know, they they actually were like, oh is he full of shit, and they went and looked it up, you know, and uh, maybe that's. Uh, you know, a lot to do with me always sounding like I'm full of shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, you know, they just get like, I don't think he would lie to me about this, but he sounded like he was lying. But either way, you know, so it's it's harder to to get away with stuff anymore. And people, I mean, I haven't had a TV in, in five years now, something like that. I, I, you know, what, whatever, I, I, I mean... A political contribution or a political ad is something that I watch because I choose to watch it and say like, oh, let's see what this ad looks like or, you know, what they're talking about with this ad. So it's it's not like it, it surprises me in the middle of the X files or something or it's 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 just it's just different. And there and I by I guess I'm more engaged Well, I'm definitely more engaged than the baby boomer generation on the Internet. So I just don't understand how they can't see shit like that's right in front of them because it's not in front of them. They're not getting it from the Internet or if they are hearing it from the Internet, they're discounting it. Mm -hmm. Whereas I've watched like. um, news shows and like liberally things where they're talking about Bernie Sanders and they'll say they'll say stuff like he should say this and this, and then you'll see him say that stuff because he's watched that video, you know, to see what they said about him, and it was like, oh, that's a good point, I'll use it, you know, and that's instantaneous, you know, the instantaneous nature of the internet. I realized when I was uh, a couple hours ago that oh my god, Ween's back together and their their concerts going on right now. Wonder if there's a live feed of that and there's like some program call or app called Periscope with your phone what you can live stream from your phone and all of a sudden I'm watching it from like different angles, <laughs> you know, from from people's cell phones. Yeah. On a whim, you know, just like, oh yeah, that's going on. And well, you know, I mean it's kind of a sinking ship in a lot of ways. I'm I'm sorta of hoping that like we go in a You know, even the, like, the socialism thing, I mean, the, a lot of the young people, and this is when I start getting, like, fucking feel old, is, uh, they're just like, well, when Bernie Sanders gets elected and we get $15, you know, and I I won't worry about that because when we have kids, you know, know, we'll be getting $15 an hour, then it's like, dude, he's not just going to get into office and do all that shit, you know? He's going to have to fight everybody. And like, <clears throat> at, at, like everybody's going to have to keep voting for other people that want to do that so that they get the message that that's what people want. And that you'll have to force them to. You, people are still going to have to force them to do that stuff. Bernie Sanders will be there wanting to do it, but he's not going to be able to do it unless people, you know, voters get in there and force the the politicians hands and once they forced them for a little while they'll all start like going in that direction and being like well you know if people want to get into office they're going to have to you know be be more like trump or bernie sanders well in some ways well part of <laughs> and the th- hopefully in all the better in the better ways of both of them rather than the worst ways one of the things that kind of brought
0: this all about was that series that you found that
1: youtube series
0: you can't stump the trump
1: (laughs) yes i was was just sitting down to watch the oh that's right because you sent it to me that's right i I just right and it just kind of made me wonder you know like
0: this is what's different now you know and you, I remember you, you wrote on Facebook, you know, I don't know if these guys – like whose side they're really on because it's I'm like – I'm pretty
1: it's, sure he's anti-Trump, but I'm still not – hundred. I wouldn't be – I wouldn't say 100 percent sure, what, but I'm pretty the, sure. It's just <laughs> but, what this is – what I've noticed is that
0: there's kind of the rise uh, – people call it the alt-right. Now, I don't know if that's completely an accurate thing because I'm uh, – when you say alt-right, that brings to mind a very – specific type of thing right but you know one of the things though about the alt-right is you know they are i i don't know if i'd go so far as to say like they're full-on performance artists but they do a shitload of trolling yes and they they come up with all of these memes and whereas you know i what i find is that memes originating from the left tend to have kind of for the moment just put aside the veracity of it they kind of they usually tend to have you know sort of quippy phrases or they have gotcha facts or something like that whereas
1: the quote unquote earnestness yeah they might even be humorous but they're like i'm making a important point yeah
0: and you know they may be a little bit pedantic about it but you Mm -hmm. know it's there it is and the alt-right, one of the things that I've always kind of associated with that movement is not just making a point, not just making an ideological point, finding the most fucking offensive way possible to say it, and then saying it. And that is what we've been seeing.
1: It's the Breitbart effect.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, and, and the thing is, like, you know, if you go on Twitter, it's not even that hard to find. I mean, some of those guys like they've got like, you know, Hitler as their as their little buddy icon on on Twitter or what have you. And because I've you know, there was a point when I was just extremely fascinated with the alt right from the standpoint of just who the fuck are these people?
1: It's you know. in, in a lot of ways it's like punk rock and bikers. Yeah, kind of. You know, they, and, they they adopted Nazi symbol you know symbols on their jackets and stuff like that just to horrify people. Yeah, the, the Satanists, you know, yeah, I mean, you read the Satanic Bible in the first I don't know. I haven't read it since high school, but in like the first two chapters, he basically states that it's basically a giant troll against Christianity. He's like, I don't believe in Christianity, so therefore I don't believe in the devil. But I'm going to pretend to be the devil because I know it gets a rise out of the Christians. And and, you know, and I know that if I cut, you know, the more i couch this stuff in in their terms the more it horrifies them and the more power it gives me you know it's it's a very machiavellian basically sort of it's very Ayn rand sort of except with way more sex and drugs and rock and roll type talk but mm. but it's basically a big troll it's basically like oh yeah you go out and you troll people and you gain the upper hand over them and you let them just dist- destroy themselves
0: and that's why i I thought the you can't stump the trump series is somebody from the alt-right is making that and you know they're saying things Mm. that trump is saying but they're saying it's just so exaggerated it's so over the top it's so (coughs) fucking offensive
1: i there there used to be during um um oh what was it called it was um It was, it, it was something, the dummies and, uh, it was somebody took ventriloquist dummies and animated them and would, you know, they were mocking Republicans and, and, and a lot of it, well, it was all aspects of Republican, you know, media craziness, but there was a lot of, a lot of making fun of fear mongering and, um, And like repetition of talking points, Mm -hmm. where he would, where oh, what the hell was it called? Something the dummy, and uh, and it would just he would use real dialogue and put it in the dummies' mouths while they were were having a tea party, and little dummies' heads would pop out of the tea pots and say stuff and it remind and the stump the trump reminds me of that um it, but every time a new um dummy video would come out i'd be just like oh god this is so great cuz it was fast and funny and every and every time a new stump the trump comes out it's just like yes <laughs> and i and and the repetition of it and stuff it, it they, they went from being amusing and like what is this to now i'm anticipating them you know like a new episode of a tv show and 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 i'm and i'm waiting to hear you know the centipede is nimble and like it's you know like it's opponent the tarantula and has two curved fangs which often secrete poison like deadly poison it's like fucking it. i can't wait <laughs>
0: it's just it's one of those things I wanted to ask about, because, you know, every now and then, you know, something comes along and you look at it, and you know, that we're playing by different rules now from here on in. And that was one of them. And like I say, I mean, not all of Trump's. In fact, I would say probably most of Trump's support doesn't come from the alt-right. But you can't really overlook the fact that a substantial portion of the alt-right supports Trump. I mean, it's just it's undeniable.
1: In there's a lot opinion. of, I mean, I, I, when I hear people talking about her, when I'm talking about, it and Trump's name comes up, there's usually like one person who goes like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, so, that that mean that means there's a good number of people, and and, and at, at this point though, the thing with Trump is it's really hard to gauge, like how what, the scope of his, his support is. How many of his supporters are serious, like serious enough to actually go out and vote, or whether they're just like, yeah, you know, and, or or
0: how many of them? Well, I mean, if New Hampshire is anything to judge by, they're pretty fucking serious. He actually succeeded ahead of his polling numbers. I mean, the polling numbers said it was going to be X. It turned out to be X plus fifteen or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So I don't know. It's um, it just <laughs> it. it it's just, a, you know, it's one of those it, – it just made me wonder, like I say. And one of the things that I couldn't, I couldn't not think about was the fact that I think this is the first time that the alt-right – they've made their voices heard nationwide. They've always been here. This is just the first time that I think – like, I mean, I, I, I've known who these guys are for a pretty long time, but and I, I think you probably have too. But I think this is the first time a lot of people have ever heard of alt-right before. And it kind of made me think, you know what, they're going to be – like in the same kind of way that like the moveon.org faction of the Democrat Party yeah. is yeah. – they are not the Democrat Party, but they are – they're part of it. You can't argue that they're not influential. And it made me wonder, is that what the alt-right is going to be for the Republicans? I mean what do you think?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing the thing about it, I mean I'll, I'll – you see – I, I, would you consider like – um, what is that show, Red Eye, the Greg Gutf- Gutfeld show, like as sort of the pop representation of the, I mean, Gutfeld's not a young guy, he, I think he's older than me, or maybe m- the same age as me, mm-hmm. but you know, he's, they're going for the, for Fox, it's a young, aimed show you know, and it's it's, it will get more, they'll make drug jokes and stuff like that on it yeah, I, stuff like that.
0: I, I think in terms of style, yes. In terms of substance, no.
1: Because, like, I I would say that the alt right also bleeds probably very heavily together in the especially in age demographics with libertarians and or, or and people leading into the into the libertarian direction. I I, I think that's where. The, the new right is going to recoalesce coalesce is probably around libertarians. Because I haven't really – really? Because that's – I mean that
0: – I haven't really – I guess I haven't seen that as much. It,
1: it, for a sh- at least on some sort of short-term basis because libertarianism is very – I pick on my libertarian friend because he's like, Gary Johnson, I'm voting Gary Johnson, and I'm like, yes, Gary Johnson for Dungeon Master. Because it's all very just like mind exercise stuff like, ah, but you see, if we all did this and this and everybody did this and all men were blah, 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 then you could blah, 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 and have small councils of it. It's just like, jeez. yeah, that would work if everybody's playing ball. No, you know? it won't. It won't and on fucking a level work playing, on a level playing field with everybody playing fair, play clean, fair, play fair, nobody hurt, you know, all right, libertarian. If, if everybody who is living in libertarian land, Was like, you know, was like, I'm going to be respectful, you know, I'm going to protect my stuff and be respectful of other people's person and property also, you know, and, and follow the, you know, it's, it's like communism in, in some ways where you have to be, you need a lot of social engineering, everybody has to be an ideologue and, and like, like,
0: you know what, not just ideologue, they need to
1: be. They need to be almost brilliant. They need to be just extremely intelligent. They, they need to they need to be intelligent and of their own free will, be like this is the way human beings should live. I'm totally gonna throw into this. And yes, I'm 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 gonna work with we're my. We're talking about Star Trek for, levels of utopia here. Right, we're talking way beyond. Yeah, we're talking about the planets that they, they. We're talking about the first act of a Star Trek where they find the planet, they think it's a utopia, before you find out, you know, that there's some sort of reality set in. Because yeah, it's no. just a, ain't no way you're gonna get people to, to. That's that's I mean with any pure form of any, any. Of the those you, you just it's just sort of it's an idea in a book that's interesting to think about. But in reality, it's gonna You know, in reality, you're just going to face people who want to steal stuff and who have no compunction of doing whatever they they can get away with to get what they you know, there's some people who will rob, kill and steal. And there's some people who will stay within as much within the law as they can <laughs> But they're, you know, they're basically they're still out to just drain everything away from everybody else.
0: Well, you're talking yeah. about about matters of, I guess, criminal activity. Let's go the other way yeah, with it's that. It's the
1: reason that you have like society and laws and stuff like that, you know.
0: Well, exactly that. But I mean, this is, to me is the failure of, of libertarianism. And if, uh, well, look, I mean, basically, what it it it, it comes down to this. All right. There's a fundamental disagreement. I mean, I, I think when when you, when you think of your average Tea Party conservative, right, I don't mean like your neocons or anything like that. I mean just the the Tea Party wing of the Republican Party versus what you might call the more animated Elizabeth Warren wing of the Democrat Party or the mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders wing, which is probably very similar, I would think they are motivated that's about the
1: whole wing right there (laughs) yeah
0: they i i believe they are actually motivated philosophically by completely different values when they go to the ballot box what i've noticed is that doctrinaire conservatives right they go to the ballot box and vote principle it doesn't matter if Voting for this candidate is means X, Y and Z for me on a personal level. These are the things that I believe in and I'm going to vote for the candidate who embodies these ideals. Right. Right. Whereas with Democrats, they they will vote. And and I mean, that's that particular type of Democrat will vote based on policy. These are the things that are going to be good um, either for me or for my my area, for my line of work or just or, or whatever, you know they're not they're they're not coming to the to the table motivated necessarily by principle. I mean, I think there are instances where they're they're animated by principle, but more often than not, it's policy that gets them going right and I guess <clears throat> where the rubber meets the road on that is that I can't envision either one of those wholesale converting to libertarianism just because of the fact that libertarianism requires both policy and principle and sometimes in contradictory ways yeah, it's and, not a sustainable way to build a coalition i'm sorry and, it's just not and
1: it's 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 also just like it's as as thought experiments they they really like it's one of those things where it's like fun if it's like those people who are like, "Hey, you want to play chess? You want to play chess?" Libertarians are like that with like, "Hey, you want to talk politics? You want to talk politics?" They they, They'll they bait have you the, almost, yeah. They have their they, and they have the and so they're waiting to go like, ah, but what if I told you that this and this and this and this and it's just like, yeah, and there there's a great sort of, li- liberally YouTuber guy and I can't, what the hell is his name of his channel is got to be like in his early 40s and he hates libertarians he just that's how i found him is he always you know he has a news show but i don't think i've i've seen his news show a couple times but it's just sort of a new you know very standard internet news show but he has an open phone session and he just baits libertarians to call up you know i'll argue points with you And oh, oh, my God, it's just awesome. You you know, he'll have people. you know, he'll say, you know, hey, but what if I steal this from you? And he's like, well, I'll take this to the consulate, you know, my local consulate, and we'll we'll talk about it. And he's like, so what? So what? (laughs) Who's going to come get it from me? I got it here. And he's like, well... We'll send a blah and he's like, No, no, I got I've got uh, mercenaries. <laughs> I hired some mercenaries, you know, what are you gonna do? You get to you gotta write me, you know, he's like, you know, what what authority? We're gonna move over one county, you know, what are we <clears throat> gonna do? Well we'd have to have another consulate there. And you know, as if you keep applying their their Philosophy to actual practical things that would happen that do happen all the time in daily life, it starts falling apart really, really quickly. And they'll go just like, Well, you're just making stuff up. And it's like, No, people, people, if, if people, there are people who find out, if they find out that it's like, Hey, wait, if I'm stronger and I take something, and there's nobody to take it back (laughs) in the other person, you know, for the other person that has the authority and more strength than me, I get to keep it. (laughs) Why would I not want to do that? You know, I mean, that's just a reality of life. There's a percentage of that. That's going to (coughs) foible, foible things up for everybody.
0: I see a couple of YouTubers, um, with that. There's, adam kokesh
1: steve shives somebody called hawanja or hawana adam kokesh he said oh i know who he is he's he's the guy who got arrested for brandishing the gun in one video oh he did okay well i don't know i I just did a
0: a youtube search just now i don't know anything about these guys
1: yeah he was on a well he was it, it wasn't like crazy like i'm gonna shoot somebody with my gun He was just like out in a public street. It was like a semi-automatic. He's like, blah, blah, blah. I'm got my semi-automatic and blah, blah, blah. And it turned out it wasn't legal for him to be doing that where he was. And he got in trouble from posting the video up on. He, oh, it was, what was, it was some, it wasn't million man March, but it was some sort of, it was some sort of tea party version of that. Mm. For gun rights, it was probably about six, seven years ago. Mm. And re- remember that there was going to be like a million people armed. They were going to march into Washington armed, as a Second Amendment.
0: I thought that was. I I think I remember hearing something about that, and I remember thinking that was a little foolhardy, but.
1: Yeah, it never. It never. He was. You're going one, into all of these. I think these... it was his idea. And, and like three days before it he's like, "Hey, look guys, I've been thinking about this. It's a really horrible idea. And so it never happened. But in the, in the lead up to it, he, he got excited and brandished a video mm. or he brandished his gun in a video. Oh geez, I bet. and like I couldn't stand to watch the last few, couple videos of the the Oregon standoff. But I've been following that the last, you know, their last few nights as they were.
0: I mean, there was one point when um, you posted up a link, I think it was like a live stream of.
1: Yeah, uh, where they're yelling at the, the FBI, the FBI's yelling through the
0: bullhorn. There was a moment there where it not only did it kind of sound like a firefight broke out, I truly believed that. You know, yeah, it, they, they were started
1: up the truck and it sounded like, yes, that's what it was. It was. Just like, blah, blah, and it sounded like just bullets had come from And then it stopped and it was just like, oh, and I I remember, well, Scott Gardner or Scott Gardner, Scott McGregor is next door to me and he was watching it, too. So we were sort of back and forth like, holy shit. blah, blah, blah and I remember I was just like, oh, God, there we go. That was that was that it was the dramatic found footage moment but then like a minute later it just starts resuming up again that guy's yelling again it's just like oh geez yeah but there was a moment there where i thought we listened to that
0: guy get shot to death and that's some heavy shit and
1: it's amazing that he did not get shot to death i mean he was just working himself into his he and that woman were every all, all the people like there at that time were that guy in the movie that would get slapped and told to get his shit together at some point, but there was nobody there to slap him.
0: Well, and it kind of sounded like this is what happens when you're that exhausted, you're that starving, probably at that point, and all of these other things that are going on. And, you know, he could you could tell this guy was truly at his wit's end. And, it, you know, it, it seemed to me that this is... Just about the way somebody would sound, you know, having gone through that type of an ordeal.
1: Also, like with with the whole thing, you know, you had 36 people to start out with, you know, in the first in the first round, a bunch of them got arrested and the one guy got shot. All those people that got arrested and the guy got shot. Those were the brains of the whole outfit. You know, those were the people with the highest IQs and who had what semblance of a plan there was. I don't think their IQs were that were were too hot to begin with, but with what you were working with there, they were the cream of the crop. They were gone, so you're left with, you know, 28-29 stragglers who slowly disappeared in the woodwork. Some of them got arrested as they left and stuff, and those four I think we the ones who were the most motivated to go there because they just had nothing to lose. You know, they had no life, no purpose, and that would give them something to cling on to. You know, I, I think all four of those people had something going on in their lives. That was just like that. They were escaping from, and they figured, and, and, and they all figured it, it was going to end with them being in being dead. You know, that was their only, their only two roads that they would ever, op, you know, give as an option when they were talking after a certain point where either you're going to let us go, com, let us walk out of here with our guns and and leave us in peace or we die. You know, basically that was their... That was their thing, and you know the one woman was just like, I can't go to jail, I can't go to jail, and and the Kylo Ren kid ended up with a gun to his head. Is just, you know, I think though they were, you know, they were just the the most, they were clinging on to it to the very end. I'm I'm so impressed that they got all four of them without anybody getting hurt or or getting shot or. Or shooting themselves or or you know flipping out it it, it was kind of amazing because <laughs> when I was listening to it when when I was listening to it that night it's just like well <laughs> this is it <laughs> we know where this goes and it then, sounded uh, like that's where it was headed too and the Assemblywoman and I'm just sitting there going, how much dumb is going on here? Because they're just like, we got, we're they're, they're like yelling at the FBI to give out a phone number that the FBI is not going to give out because these guys are live streaming it on a phone. Yet at the same time, that never occurs to them that they're on the internet, li- they're, uh, even though they're saying... You know, the one guy who was on the phone is like, listen, tens of thousands of people are listening right now and getting the word out. It doesn't occur to them that for one second that there's a guy, an FBI guy in one of those cars with a with a earpiece on listening to them, (laughs) at least one, you know, or somebody monitoring it somewhere and and relaying back to those guys there's just zero percent chance that's not happening they that finally occurred to them like four hours in or (laughs) something like that you know and that was when the assembly i think the assemblywoman realized that and was just like listen they're you know you think they're listening to us right now and then started talking to the fbi guy in the other car direct you know addressing him and uh and then whenever she tried to every time she tried to address him calmly and ask him a question and start the negotiations the the one guy would start screaming and yelling and it was just it was just a fucking train crash every it's all train crashes yeah well <laughs> politics it's all it's all just it's all it does kind it, it does kind of make you
0: wonder you know just how far away I guess any like this particular election is from the Oregon standoff, just in terms of <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, exactly. like, the,
0: like the mentalities behind it all. You know,
1: right. Exactly. <laughs> well, we've got just like those basically of well, others, more than four of them. But we've basically got just like this, the, the last vestiges of them standing. And I, I saw someone posted like some headline like this is, you know, this is the end of Marco Rubio's career or something like that. Well, was, it kind yeah, of is, just because he's quick. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking maybe so, but it's it's the end of a lot of people's careers, probably, too. That it, You know, any of the politicians that don't know how to adapt, they're not going to be able to do it. And if, if, if money becomes more, regu- you know, money in politics becomes more regulated or even better, like this time, yeah, okay, you know, all the super PACs can spend all that money. They basically threw all that money. They might as well have taken that tr- money in a truck. If Bernie Sanders wins, all those super PAC dollars might as well have just been put in truck, taken out to the landfill, and burned. You know? And that leads into, uh,
0: I guess, this. Uh, it's not like I've had, you know, an extensive note thing, but there were a couple of questions I had in mind for you. One of them was is I guess as a practical matter is citizens United kind of a dead issue now or, or does the or do in your opinion do we still need to get that fixed
1: oh, I think we still I mean yeah we need to get I mean we need to get it fixed but yeah I mean that's something I'd never even really thought of till recently that it might even it might be m- moot. <laughs> Because it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you can spend a lot of money, but nobody will vote for a, a paid for candidate. But that just but even with even if that becomes a case and it, and it, very well probably will become the case, then it just becomes a sort of thing like, uh, you know, there, there's been backlash against commercials. I don't I hate seeing a million commercials on TV commercials everywhere I go so a lot of commercials have been hidden in things or presented differently or something so they're just if if citizens united remains they'll they'll still find ways to funnel money you know they'll still find ways to get the money to to work somehow they just will find a way to be more deceptive about it or to or whenever you can put it into play or the or they'll end up trying to buy out yeah i don't know it could be bypassed well
0: the reason I that would
1: be the greatest thing (laughs) to happen that would be the greatest way for stuff to happen because it just you just leaves it'll just be left behind and there's like nothing they can do you know what can they do
0: well the reason i ask is because i read this And and keep in mind, I mean, we're going back like several months now, but it was probably around like November, December, something like that. We're basically starting the lead up to Iowa, but we're not quite there yet. And there was this news report that came out that said that basically the Koch brothers were just fucking livid, livid, because they put in all of this money to Jeb Bush. And look, we're going by the script here, guys. All right. What we should you know, what should have happened is that Jeb Bush picks this thing up in a walk and then that's the end of it. You know, none of this that's happening right now. None of this was supposed to happen. Same thing on the Democrat side. And so, you know, the Koch brothers were fucking furious that, you know, all of these millions of dollars that they dumped in, you know, packs and all of these other things. Fuck all. It happened with that. And, you know, it was getting to the point where. It wasn't this person wasn't named, but it's an unnamed operative, assuming such a person even really existed. And somebody actually spoke these words, but somebody actually put it into focus. It said, what is the point of organizing like this? He's talking about like the like the super PACs and whatnot, you know, PACs, super PACs. He says, what was the point of organizing like this? If in the end, some reality TV show host and some nobody senator from Vermont can at a whim co-opt the system and and he actually said the, said those words co-opt the system now keep in mind what we're talking about here is somebody who represents big money interests, the likes of which you and i can't even imagine
1: right we right. are the
0: ones who are co-opting the system really
1: right right and i it, guess it, in a way if you twist logic around a little way a little bit you could say they were They were co opting the system if you wanted to work in all the definitions of co opt and system and stuff. But yeah. It does beg
0: the question of who, like, which system is he talking about and who is it supposed to serve? If you need the democratic process, sir, this is democracy. I mean, you can. And I I guess this would be, you know, kind of this is my remark to everybody. Look, you can like what happened in New Hampshire, you can hate it. What you cannot say is that the people did not speak. You know, love it or hate it, there you have it, you know? Okay, so I think that's just about the end of that. Trennis Magnus Punches Reality is a proud member of the Two True Freaks podcast network. You can find the home for Trennis Magnus Punches Reality at twotruefreaks.com, which is spelled T W O T R U E. F-R-E-A-K-S You can also find it on Facebook just by searching for Trentus Magnus Punches Reality. There you can interact with your fellow listeners and also see notifications of new episodes when I put them up. You can friend me on Facebook just by searching for Trentus Magnus which is spelled T-R-E-N-T-U-S M-A-G-N-U-S You can email me and my parole officer at TrennusMagnus at gmail.com. Do you have a suggestion for a topic? Feel free to email me, and I might consider thinking about the possibility of potentially discussing whatever you have in mind someday, and that's a promise. Did you know? You can sponsor any episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows. That's right. Simply click the PayPal link, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode. With your message read in the show's opener, it's that easy and there's no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. If you shop at amazon.com please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2 true Freaks gets a cut of what you buy. It doesn't cost you anything extra and it really helps the freaks out. You get to shop as usual and help out the two true freaks at the same time. For internal use only. Subject to change without notice. The times are approximate. Simulated picture. Enlarged to show detail. Some assembly required. Many will enter, few will win. Batteries not included. Use only as directed. No other warranty expressed or implied. The white zone is for passenger loading and unloading only. Use other side for additional listings. All models are over the age of 18. Trenis Magnus Punches Reality is a Magnus Media Enterprises Limited production in association with De Manzacor of Milan, Italy.